0: Welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Wilner Francesco and I'm joined as I always am by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. We're just counting down the days till uh, August 27th. Cannot wait. Yeah, I'm counting down the days till August 27th with lots
0: of hope. And uh, also, that means school starts. So then also, <laughs> we don't like that. So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: But, yeah, no, it's going to be fun. Uh, today, we we have one quick thing in our upfront news. And then we're going to go through Nebraska schedule game by game. And Grandpa and I are both going to give uh, our predictions for this year, what we think is going to happen. Uh, we'll go more in-depth preview-wise as we go through the season Uh, I believe our plan is for right now, hopefully we're going to try to get a guest on next week, Um, and then I know this episode is going to be coming out to you guys on a Thursday, Um, so it's a little bit weird, sorry about that, Uh, my family was visiting Grandpa's house on Saturday and then Sunday I had stuff going on and we just couldn't make it work because I switched my work schedule up, but uh, we, we're, we're here for Wednesday Thursday and then this will come out on Thursday. We're Wednesday right now we're recording. Uh, and then next weekend we're going to, or I I guess this coming weekend. So I think I, we talked about Saturday, I believe we're yeah. going to try to get a guest on, um, maybe Eric Crouch. He's expressed interest in the past, hopefully him. Um, and then we also have Clayton Anderson too, who is a former astronaut. We've talked about him before. Um, and So we're going to try to get a guest on then. And then the 20th is going to be our in-depth preview uh, of the Northwestern game. And we're going to dive into that, talk about that a lot, talk about what we're expecting from Nebraska. And then after that, it's going to be reviewing the game every episode and uh, previewing the next one. And we'll try to keep it 30, 35 minutes uh, for you guys. But uh, we're really excited for the season. Um, And, just one, the one quick thing I, we had in our upfront news was Marquis step. I forget if we talked about this before. Uh, forgive me if we haven't. Uh, oh, bef- before I start with this, I do want to say thank you guys so much for listening every week. Uh, it, it means a lot to us. I know we took off a little bit, um, but you guys still keep coming back and listening every single time. And that just, that just means a lot to us. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. And uh, if you haven't, make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple or wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, I know Grandpa posts the uh, links to these podcasts at the bottom of his articles that he's that he writes over on uh, SB Nation, sorry, Fan Nation, All Huskers, uh, All Huskers uh, on si.com. Or if you just go to Husker Max, uh, you can find his articles there. He posts the articles uh, – or sorry, our podcast episodes at the bottom of his articles uh every week that we have one that he's written a the um episode sorry i've written an article for so go check out his articles if you haven't already and uh thanks to you guys that uh already do read those and uh found our podcast from that so that's awesome but uh all right upfront news thing uh marky step left nebraska Uh, he went to the transfer portal as of july 12th the omaha herald confirmed that Uh, it's been a little bit since we talked about that. It's not August 10th. I believe we probably touched on it a little bit. It's not a huge deal. Uh, there's so many running backs for Nebraska. He didn't play that much. He was injured a little bit. Uh, I I think that it's a good move for him to get out of Nebraska because there's so much talent there at running back that he's not going to get a chance to prove himself. And I think he knows that. I don't know if you agree with me on that grandpa.
1: No, I, I he wasn't going to play, and I think that was just the case. You look at the running back room, and there's just a lot of talent there. Now it's potential because those guys, many of them uh, have yet to play it down for the Huskers, but we do get back some uh, some really good players. I, I'm anxious to see Gabe Irvin and uh, Ramir Johnson, see how much they have. Uh, they were both injured last year, and and, and love to see them, how they're going to you know, play uh at, at closer or hopefully at a hundred percent. So yeah. yeah, it's uh it's I think this new coaching staff uh has instilled um they I think they've brought up the level of talent and so the competition levels are high. And I think if you don't want to work, I don't mean you but the players, uh if if they don't want to work um uh, as hard as the coaches want them to work, uh, they're probably not gonna play and therefore why stick around and so uh, but uh, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be interesting we were just talking before we started recording about some of the players nebraska's lost this year of course uh, adrian Martinez is, uh, has headed down to k-state ben stilley is gone jojo dolman is gone of course xavier betts left the team so did savion morrison but i think two of the guys that will miss especially on offense is austin allen tight end samari toure samari did a he had they had a what they had like it was like a fans day or something at green bay yeah and he just tore it up and i, I yeah yeah big things from him but yeah. uh, so the opener is just what i don't know 17 days away something like that i'm not yeah 17
0: days yeah in ireland yeah. Uh, against northwestern i thought ta- i actually there i was helping this guy at work today and he was like oh my my mom got tickets to this and she's had them for three years wow so, uh, this is going to be quite an event uh it's kind of funny to think that they were like here's the premier matchup northwestern and nebraska here's the here's who you're gonna go watch in ireland instead of like you think it would be like clemson and alabama like those teams it's like nope here's two mid-level big 10 teams that it can go play in <laughs> ireland um <laughs> so yeah i mean it it'll be a decent game. I think um, Northwestern last year, three and nine kind of a down year for them. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald still the coach. He's in the 17th year uh, as a, as a head coach, he's been a mainstay at Northwestern for a long time. Uh, and again, this game is in Dublin uh, last year's game. Nebraska won 56 to seven in Lincoln. Uh, I don't think the game being in Lincoln had that much to do with the score. I think Northwestern just sucked really bad, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was not great. Uh, however, uh, what this I'm taking all this from Greva's articles, by the way, which are a really good snapshot of uh, Nebraska season, kind of gives you uh, information about the team and then also information about specific players on the team, that kind of stuff. Uh, but one thing that he put in there that I haven't really seen – in uh, any yeah, other articles, is transfers lost versus transfers gained uh, for each team that Nebraska is playing against. Nebraska, sorry, uh, Northwestern lost eight guys uh, and then they gained five transfers. I don't know specifically who those are, um, but for a team that was three and nine, only adding five guys and losing eight and having a net of three, and those eight guys are all seniors assumed or have or are good because the only reason that you would leave a a team through transfer portal is if you're either going to downgrade or you're going to upgrade. And I think most of it is upgrading. Um, But, uh, and by downgrade, I mean go to a lesser team or a lesser conference to get more playing time, which for the player would be an upgrade, but uh, the, the transfers gained if you're coming in as a transfer to Northwestern, I feel like you're fine with, not mediocrity but northwestern's not been a powerhouse in the big 10 for quite a while and it doesn't feel like it's going to be like that anytime soon they will definitely be better than three and nine i think um but i i think nebraska is going to win this one and i think it's going to be not as ugly as last year but not super close i want to say i don't know 35 to 14 something like that 35 17 Um, but i think nebraska wins this game decently comfortably
1: Yeah, I do too. Uh, It would be a chance uh, to – obviously you get a – you win your opener. That's great. Everybody loves that. But it's your conference opener, and that's even sweeter. Uh, Yeah. It's it's a game Nebraska should win. Uh, We've seen last year that uh, Huskers should have won a lot of games. Uh, They had a hell of a schedule. I mean, it was that was murder's row. Yeah. uh, And they played extremely well, but just not well enough to – they just shot themselves in the foot, which we don't, we don't need to rehash that, but yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. That should be, that should be a a, a win the next, then they, you know, we got to play North North Dakota uh, in the second game. That'll be the home opener. Uh, You know, I I was thinking and people are saying, well, they got this jet lag. They have to come back, you know, Sunday uh, after the, the game in in Dublin and then they got a, you know, they're, they're, they're six time zones away or six six hours of uh, difference between Dublin and, and Lincoln. And they're going to have to get mentally and physically ready to play another game. Uh, when Nebraska played uh, in 93, I think it was, in Tokyo, that was the end of the season. They did not have to play, but they had a bowl game, but they didn't have to play it Another game right away, so it, yeah. It's, uh, but that was in Tokyo. This is six hours away. I'm thinking that if you're 20, 21 years old, uh, I think that is probably doable. I, I don't think that's a, a deal. Yeah, I really. Yeah, don't. and
0: I mean, how many days are they really going to be in Dublin, though? Is it just that Friday, Saturday? No, I think they they're going leave? a week
1: before. Going oh, win.
0: really? Oh, okay. Then that might be slightly a problem, but I mean, you come back on Sunday, you get a few days to readjust. You should be fine. I mean, you're not, it's not like you're there for a month. Right. I, I, it's a little bit different. I feel it takes a little bit for jet lag to really have a heightened effect, I guess, uh, on, on someone to like, you have to be there for longer than a week or a little bit shorter than a week. Um, but yeah, I, even with that, I think Nebraska wins this game pretty comfortably. Um, North Dakota's FCS team from the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, They went five and six last year, which isn't great, uh, especially in FCS. The Missouri Valley Conference in the FCS is one of the stronger ones, though. It has uh, South Dakota, South Dakota State. I believe I might be getting this wrong. I don't watch FCS football. I know it definitely has North Dakota State, which is – they're yeah. that they're the Alabama of FCS <laughs> that wins literally every single year It's insane. It's like they should Shut just up. promote them to. I'm surprised they haven't got promoted to FBS yet. I don't get that. Um, the way the level at which they recruit, uh, the players they put in the NFL, like Trey Lance is probably going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers <laughs> this year, depending on Jimmy Garoppolo. But uh, he played for he started for two years or three years at North Dakota State, uh, two years ago. And he got picked in the I think second round of the draft two years ago, I believe I, I could be wrong saying that I don't know for sure. um, but like, and then uh Carson wentz, who was played started for the Eagles, started for the Colts for a little bit. he just got traded to the uh the commanders, which is the Washington Redskins basically, same team they just changed the name. uh he just got traded there. I mean. You got two starting level quarterbacks in the NFL and a bunch of offensive linemen and stuff like that. That's just it doesn't seem fair to anyone else. They should just promote to FBS, but we're not playing them. Thank goodness, uh, I'll be a little bit more worried. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think North Dakota easy win for Nebraska. Good home opener. Get the get the crowd excited. Get go two and zero to start the season.
1: And then uh, then we move on to Georgia Southern, uh, Sun Belt team. Uh, you, last- you I
0: assume you think we're going to win that game as well, Grandpa.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I don't, I don't.
0: Good. Think Good. Uh,
1: in, in what I'm looking, Huskers should be three and O after their first three games. I mean, I say should. Okay. We all know how last, yeah. year.
0: <laughs> But
1: uh, you know, and it, 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 would, it would be great because if those three games are, you know, by a wide margin, that means a lot of players are going to get a chance to play. You're going to see Chuba. You're going to see Logan. You're going to see, um, all your running backs play and that that would be such a, a luxury to have that kind of game time experience playing on national television in front of you know as, soon as they get to Lincoln uh, 90,000 people um you know it, it's that's that's what you want to do you want to build depth and you get you build depth by getting experience you got you can't get it on the bench you got to have live live ammo going over your head and and these yep. would be three great chances for nebraska to do that play a lot of players
0: yeah for sure for sure um and i think that yeah as you said you get more uh you get more players in there one thing that's interesting for the georgia southern game is their coach they just hired a new coach clay helton uh used to coach at usc got fired uh that's why lincoln riley's there now um but Clay Helton knows how to coach against these big schools. He knows what the talent level is like. So that'll be a help for Georgia Southern. It won't be enough. Uh, I think that Nebraska, again, wins this one as well, as you were saying, 3-0 and after the first three games of the year.
1: Okay, we got to move on. This Now the next real test, and everybody knows this, if you follow Husker football, you know the traditions of Nebraska and Oklahoma. Uh, the Sooners come to town. Um they have some challenges come. Kale Gundy just resigned. He's their uh, assistant head coach and wide receivers coach been with the Sooners, you know, uh, with Stoops and, and, uh, with yep. Riley. he's a heck of a coach. He got in trouble by saying a racial uh, comment. And, uh, so he's gone. I, you hate to lose. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you hate to lose any coach uh, at this late in the game, but especially yeah. Kale Gundy who was a quarterback for the Sooners, uh, yeah. Uh, His time. Uh, so, I guess when you look at this game, this is a this is a chance for win, for Nebraska to win this game. This this is a, yes, it's a winnable game for Nebraska, and I, I I still think they'll find. Well, I don't know. It's just so hard to say. We we've had such a uh, a terrible time in just beating ourselves. You just you hate to go out on a limb, but this is a this is a winnable game for Nebraska. I'm not saying I'm not predicting a win, but I think if, if Nebraska can just get out of its own way, play good, sound, fundamental football, they should be able to win at home.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think that everyone's getting really hyped up about Oklahoma with Brent Venables and all this new revamp staff. And I, when you look at their roster, their team really isn't that good. You lose Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, which is huge. Everyone is acting like Dylan Gabriel is the next big thing. He played well in the spring game. It doesn't matter to me. It's a spring game. Who the heck cares? It's a spring game. We talked about it. It's just a glorified practice. No one cares. The only reason people care in Nebraska is because football is a religion, and watching Nebraska play at any time is one of the greatest things you can do in Nebraska, but Spencer Rattler and Caleb Bones, your two top quarterbacks, leaving spencer williams sorry spencer rattler uh leaving to go to asu i believe um i, I think i have that right i'm not entirely sure but um leaving to go to it's, ASU. i think
1: he's a south, i think he's sorry south, south
0: carolina, carolina. Uh, you're right you're right yeah. yep uh yeah, Spencer Rattler leaving to go to South Carolina, going to the SEC, and then Caleb Williams following his old coach Lincoln Riley going to USC, which I get the appeal for both those guys. When Spencer Rattler left, he thought Caleb Williams was going to be at Oklahoma and he's and Caleb Williams was going to start for Oklahoma. And Caleb Williams proved last year that he is much better than Spencer Rattler ever was or ever yeah. could be, I think. Uh, There was a lot of hype around Spencer Rattler going into last year. And then in the Texas game, Caleb Williams comes in and basically wins the game for Oklahoma. Uh, And then just watching Dylan Gabriel at UCF these past few years, he's a good quarterback. I will give you that. He got injured last year, I believe. So he was out for a little bit. The year before that, everyone was super excited because that was Mackenzie Milton left. Uh, And they were like, who's the next guy? This was still UCF riding the hype train from when Scott Frost declared them national champions in 2017 or 2018. I forget what year it was. I believe 2018. Um, And Dylan Gabriel looked good. uh, And his best effort got UCF to a guest brillable, which in an eight and four record, which I mean is good. But if you want to succeed at Oklahoma, eight and four is not going to cut it. And The talent of Oklahoma is better. I'll give you that. But I think that people are wrong about Dylan Gabriel. He's good, but he's not as good. People are acting like he can replace Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. He cannot. He is not the same player. He's not the same caliber. He hasn't played at this high of a level before. And he's starting in the Big 12. So the Big 12 openers, all those three non-conference games, I don't know who Oklahoma plays for the three non-conference games. I can look that up. But when you – when you see that, you're going to hear a lot of hype about how spent about how Dylan Gabriel is so good and how he's exactly what Oklahoma needs. How he's a great replacement, uh, and then he's going to come into Lincoln, and Nebraska's defense is going to shut him down because he's never had any defense like that before. He's never played against a defense that is good as Nebraska's or as high level as fast. Um, he's never played against a player like Oshon Mathis. He doesn't reading the defense. It's one thing being a smart, high level IQ quarterback is one thing. But doing it in a game against a Big Ten opponent is extremely difficult. It's, it's on a much higher level. And I think that Nebraska is going to win this game by, uh, I think it's going to be by at least a touchdown, just because I think that Dylan Gabriel is going to fold. And I I know that he will have be hearing this all the time from his coaches, but I think that Nebraska's defense shut down Oklahoma last year, shut them down with Spencer Rattler. And the only reason they really didn't win that game is because they shot themselves in the foot and they could have easily won that game. They just yeah. didn't give themselves enough time at the end to win it. They had the ball uh, with like a minute left to go and win that game. And they just couldn't uh, because there wasn't enough time left, which I, I get that's hard to go 75 yards in a minute to win a game. Uh, We saw Patrick Mahomes do it in 13 seconds, but that doesn't matter. It's Patrick (laughs) Mahomes. Um, But I I think that a lot of people are wrong about how good Oklahoma is going to be. And I think that this game is going to be a lot, uh, uh, not as close as most people think uh, as, or as um, Lee Corso would say, not as close as the experts would think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if you agree with me on that grandpa, if you think it's um, going to be a really close game, but I, I'm just, just based off what I, what I saw from Oklahoma last year and what I know they have this year coming back, it's not, I don't think it's there.
1: I, the the only thing I would say is that, that, that we're catching Oklahoma maybe at its, uh, not its best moment. And that, yes, that's good. That's good. We'll, yes. we'll but I, I, I mean, I like your approach to that. I, I hope you're right. I, I just we have just had such a knack of killing ourselves. And it's just hard to imagine that we will shed those evil ways and uh, be able to uh, play good, sound football. I, I mean, I hope you're right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And Oklahoma's I just pulled up Oklahoma's schedule. Their first two games before Nebraska are UTEP. And Kent State, Kent State's decent. UTEP was okay. I think UTEP was like eleven and one last year, but that means nothing because they're in the like little tiny conference. So they're not. Their first test is Nebraska. Yeah. And Nebraska will be battle tested before then, having opened with Northwestern, which I think is a huge advantage. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, it's a bigger advantage than playing UTEP at Kent State. Northwestern's not great. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you that, but it's Big Ten defense. The speed is there. I think that's the key part. You can put in guys in that first game that will get used to the speed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, game number five is, uh, Indiana Hoosiers and that is, uh, it's at Memorial stadium, which will be good two games, actually, uh, four games in a row. You got North Dakota, Georgia, Southern, uh, Oklahoma and Indiana, and that's going to be homecoming for Nebraska. So, uh, yep. that's it. This is another game, um, uh, you know, Indiana was two and 10 last year. Uh, the two teams didn't play. Um, they uh, they lost 19 transfers and they gained 10. Um, yeah, ah. I mean, I, yeah, no, no. I, I this is going to be tough. Tom Allen, he's in his sixth year. Uh, this is his second stint that, that, I think he's a good coach.
0: He is a good coach. Uh,
1: but I, I, I think this is, a team like Indiana is going to be struggling for every win. And, and, yeah. and that's why this game might be close, closer than people would like. And certainly Huskins. Yeah.
0: Fans. Yeah. Well, I think Nebraska, again, is going to have to be, especially in this game, more than the other ones, uh, maybe with the exception of Oklahoma, uh, they're going to need to be mistake prone uh, or sorry, not, right. They not prone to mistakes. I said that wrong, but right. um, right. last year's team was mistake-prone. <laughs> um, but yeah. they're going to need to not make mistakes in this game because Indiana is a team that, uh, especially this year, they're going to have to scrap for everything. If you give them a little bit of fuel, they're going to take that and run with it. So you got to make yeah. sure you're quelling the momentum, keeping the momentum on your side uh, for this game. But I really think Nebraska should be able to handle Indiana decently uh, I think Indiana's 2-10 and 10 record from last year is not an accurate representation of how good that team was, but I think it's it's in the direction that Indiana is going to be headed uh, over these next few years. I think Indiana is on a downslope. So uh, unless they recruit some really crazy kid in the next few years, I think that they're going to continue to slide a little bit. Not from 2-10, and 10, obviously, because that would be a problem. Uh, but I think probably four and eight or something this season is my guess. Uh, I don't see him surprising anyone. Uh, I, I don't think they'll they'll win the games they're supposed to win and lose the games they're supposed to lose. Um, so I, I think Nebraska wins this one by two scores.
1: Okay, I, I, I think I agree with you on that. Uh, game number six, we got to travel to Biscataway, New Jersey <laughs> and, uh, and face the Scarlet – knights of rutgers and there's a former husker player and ucf player uh, noah Vedrel, who is who's a capable quarterback um and he will he's vying for uh the starting job and i don't know if he's going to win it or not uh, uh he's he's a he's a he's a capable player and and i like the kid i think he's a great kid yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens a because last two t- or last time these two teams played uh, Noah was injured. So we went out there it yep. was in December and it was, the, there was more snow in that stadium than fans. Yeah. Um,
0: and it was, yeah, exactly. It was the COVID year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, you know, I, I think this is, you know, Rick Shiano is going to be looking for every win he can get it, it, Yep. They were what five and eight last year.
0: Yeah, but that really, really five and seven because they got slotted into that bowl game against yeah. Wake Forest really late, and that was a huge mismatch. Wake, Wake Forest was right. coming off a loss in the ACC championship game, right. and Rutgers had was five and seven again, and they got destroyed right. and looked like the way worst team, which they were in that yeah. game uh, against Wake Forest. and That's because Texas A&M pulled out for COVID reasons or something like right. that, which was still weird. I hope that doesn't happen this year um, yeah, for for the sake of entertainment, but. Um, yeah, this usually in the past few years when Nebraska's played Rutgers, it's always been no thinking pencil in a W. I think that that's, that's not the case anymore. I think that Rutgers is on the way up. You got players like Noah Vedral. They ran a three quarterback system last year. Uh, they had one guy that can run one guy that could pass and one guy that could do both. And I think the guy that could do both was Noah. Um, I, I could be wrong in that. I forget if they had him as a passer or the, the other guy, but, um, I, I know that they have that they run a three quarterback system and not a lot of teams can do that effectively just because it, the commitment to it, you have to switch up your offense every single time someone comes in the amount of plays you have to memorize that kind of stuff. Um, but I think Nebraska still wins this, but it will be a lot closer than it has been in the past.
1: I don't know. Could be. Could be. But it, both teams are going to be clawing and fighting to get this win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If
0: you had to say – if you were to say right now, what do you think the outcome of this game is for Nebraska?
1: I, I think Nebraska wins. When they played each other last time in 2020, Nebraska had, what, 620 yards total offense? Jeez. And 28 points out of that and and it was yeah nebraska won by seven points which when you have 620 yards yeah of course they don't count between the 20 and the 20 you know you gotta you gotta yep. get in head zone and, and score um but i i think and maybe it's just wishful thing i i'm trying not to to drink the kool-aid but uh yeah I think nebraska comes out and play is a much better team this year how much better? I have no idea. No idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that game will be, again, a lot closer than it has been in the past and that most people would expect from from that game. Uh, and not because Nebraska's playing down. I think it's because Rutgers is getting better. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah.
1: Uh, game seven, uh, it's going to be at uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, the yep. Boilermakers. Last year, uh, Adrian Martinez threw four interceptions. We lost, and you can't win. A, you can't beat a team as good as Purdue, even if you're at home. you got 90,000 Husker fans. It's just crazy. You cannot do that. I was at that game, and and Nebraska should have won that game. But you just can't. You, you just beat yourself, and it's just terrible to watch that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It- and I
0: think that Nebraska will learn from that. Nebraska was the better team last year by a wide margin. It was not even close. Purdue should not have been in that game. Uh, the only thing that kept them in that game was Adrian Martinez, uh, yeah. as Adrian did to most every team uh, it, that Nebraska played yeah. that they should be beating, that they outplayed that day. Uh, take, for example, Oklahoma last year. Um, but per, this Purdue team is not bad. Uh, right. Adrian O'Connell's a good quarterback. Their losses last year were to Notre Dame, Minnesota, Ohio State. That's a pretty good string of losses there. Um, They don't have like an impact player. They used to have like Rondell Moore uh, was a huge impact player for them. That was the scary part about playing them a a few years ago. He's now in the NFL, but um, they don't have someone like that. I, I think if I had to pick this right now, it's going to be really close, but I'm going to say that, I, I think Nebraska wins this game just because Purdue, I think Purdue's lost just enough and not added back enough in the transfer portals in the, in the transfer portal to compensate for, uh for what they lost uh over the, over the summer and, and in the draft. I think that Nebraska wins this game maybe by three or four points. I think it's going to be really close, um, but I think, this Nebraska team is going to be different than last year's team. And it's just going to take, it's going to take one mistake for this game to flip. If Nebraska makes one, mis- one stupid error, I think Purdue wins this game right now. I'm penciling this in as the Nebraska win, but that could easily change based on Nebraska's performance in the first six games.
1: Yeah. 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 Do you, um, do you agree
0: with that grandpa or do you think that, Purdue's winning this.
1: I think this is a toss-up game, but as we get closer to the actual game time, we'll, we'll have a little bit better handle on what Purdue has done uh, up to that time and what Nebraska's, how they've performed. That's always going to be the, the equation. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's a toss-up, and, and you're playing on the road, and I don't know. You just, it's it's just... As I said, it's hard to go out on a limb, and if I had to bet the farm on it, I I wouldn't be too optimistic. But I yeah. just don't know. There's so many new things, new coaches, new players, but like 34 new uh, players on this year's Husker team, uh, 14 new transfers. Uh, so you just don't know. You, you, yeah. Are these guys going to come in and suddenly turn things around? Maybe. I don't know. Next up is the Fighting Illini uh, of Urbana, Champagne. Used to be called we always just call that Champagne Urbana. I don't know. I just looked that up to make sure I got that right. Um, Brett Bielema, Everybody knows what happened last year. <laughs> yeah. At uh, At uh, Champaign, Illinois, and uh, Huskers. That was another. Th- that game I think set that may have set the tone for the rest of the season. Nebraska. Yeah. Two and. Inventive ways to uh to lose games. I think they were trying, but they just couldn't do it. Brett Bielema, you know, got the best of Scott Frost. Uh, not that that was any huge challenge, uh, but this this game uh, was supposed to. We're supposed to be played in Dublin a year ago. I don't know if you're knew that but that was originally but oh really no because of covid so they had to cancel the thing oh right i do remember that before so it, it would have been the fighting illini i, I don't know if that's any a uh, better opponent or whatnot but uh yeah
0: was, i think it's about the same honestly but
1: but nebraska lost to a illini team as five and seven last year i mean come on new coach i mean new yeah coach to uh illinois but uh brett Bielma, of course, was with Wisconsin for uh, several years as a head coach. So I don't know. Um, It was an ugly game last year. I think this is a win for the Huskers. I I think they will have made significant improvements over last year. Uh, Maybe that's wishful thinking. What are are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I I don't – I think that this game – what or sorry, Illinois lost its best quarterback, I think, in Brandon Peters, uh, who had played at Michigan for a little bit, transferred to Illinois. Uh, he led them to that win against uh, Penn State in that, oh my, the terrible overtime game that proved to me why the new overtime rule that they put in about going for two after the second overtime yeah. is the worst possible thing, makes overtime the most boring thing ever. Um, and then there was the Auburn Alabama game at the end of the season, which brought me back to it. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, Brandon Peters was definitely a big part of, uh, that I, Arthur Sitikowski, I I think that's how you pronounce that. He used to be at Rutgers. Uh, and then he transferred to Illinois. He's going to be their starting quarterback. I assume I'm going to look up real quick and see if he transferred or not. Um, or if you want to do that grandpa, but. I don't know for sure if he did transfer. That is a big loss. Uh I forget if um their run game was super great. I don't think so. They had a they had one good running back against Penn State that kind of could get them short yardage stuff. Um but I think that this game will be close too. Uh depending on injuries and stuff like that, I really I don't know. I I think that Nebraska could pull this out, but it, 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 it could be a problem. I, I yeah, it looks like Arthur Sidokowski is still there. Uh, so that'll be big for Illinois in this game. Uh, as well as, I mean, their running game needs to get something going. I don't think it really did last year under a, uh, under a really crushing Nebraska run defense and they did have the ball way more than we did, which is going to be a, uh, a problem that we have. It was almost a 10 minute gap. They had the ball for about 35 minutes. We had the ball for 25 minutes. We need to fix that. I, I'm fine with those numbers and that difference if we're scoring quickly, but the thing is we would have the ball three and out, have the ball three and out, have the ball three and out. That's the, you can't do that. That's not going to win you games. Um, I think Illinois under Brett Bielma is good at controlling the clock. Uh, he knows he knows how to get some good running going. Uh, after coaching at Wisconsin, which has kind of become the running back U of the Big Ten, and he knows his offensive linemen from that as well, and how to coach them. So they have that advantage usually. But uh, as I was saying, I think that Nebraska's defense can crush, uh, can shut down the run uh, very effectively. What happened? Oh, it just closed the screen. Hold on. Good thing I finished my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Nebraska's defense can shut down the run fairly effectively, and I think that that's going to be a huge thing uh, against Illinois to to do that. Um, but again, you need to have the ball for longer than twenty five minutes if you're going to expect to win a football game. Right.
1: Right. That's crazy um but if i had not, to
0: pencil it in now though i think i'd probably give nebraska the win on that too yeah, making us eight no going sorry yeah eight no going into our ninth game which is uh based off last season you think that you'd think that we were nebraska fans giving this record uh and not critics <laughs> but um, you're yeah, you're the, the
1: optimist i'm not predicting eight no buddy but uh oh yeah, what
0: did you say lose to purdue
1: i say it's a toss-up game i i, I just don't know i it, Okay. I'll put it down.
0: as a, I'll put it on as a loss for you, but anyway, well, go ahead.
1: I, I, It's just, we just don't know.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously we don't know. I'm
1: trying not to buy the drink, the Kool-Aid. Uh, and I've done that for longer than I care to admit, but I just, it's like, no, they got to show us. They got to do this. They got to prove it. Yeah. And it starts on August 27th, but yeah. uh, the next week uh, uh, Minnesota comes to to town it comes to Lincoln P.J. Fleck um, Husker fans don't seem to care for him and uh, uh, I don't I don't really care one another I just want to beat those guys we should Nebraska's football program should beat the likes of Minnesota should beat the Purdue should beat you know and you keep saying should and and yet you know we stand there at 15 and 29 and four years in the Scott Frost era so um, Yeah, this is this is a winnable game, I believe. I may call it a toss up, but it's I think if you have Minnesota at home, you should be able to take care of business and and beat these guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I think so. However, uh, I was talking about Nebraska's run defense. It's going to matter, especially in this game with Mo Ibrahim. Uh, He got injured last year. Did we was that after or before we played them? I forget. It was before. Yeah, so we haven't had to deal with him yet, uh, and they know he's coming. Uh, it's it's like the the train when you hear the the when you hear the whistle from all the way down the tracks. So they know he's coming, but yeah. um, it's going to be man. I think that I think that the experience that Minnesota has with Tanner Morgan, combined with the talent of Mo Ibrahim and Chris Ott- Ottman Bell, uh, their wide receiver. I think that Minnesota's winning this thing. I I don't like to say that. Uh Minnesota only won by seven last year without their best running back. And again, Nebraska, hopefully the the Nebraska team this year is going to be better than it was last year. I, I can say that with confidence now. Uh, I I've been saying should or should be or something like that. I'm just gonna start saying it, Nebraska's team this year is better than it was last year. But I still think that losing to that, whatever is returning from that team last year and all the transfers, adding that back still can't stop that running attack. And then it's so hard to, it's so hard to stop a two pronged attack that is as good as Minnesota's is. Um, with Moe Ibrahim and Chris Altman Bell, and then Tanner Morgan has played against Nebraska a few times in his career. He's beaten Wisconsin twice he knows he knows how to win games, and that's going to be the key uh,
1: they, they also state. got their uh, offensive coordinator back he He was gone I think he spent one year at Penn State and one year at West Virginia, yeah, and, Kurt Sharaka. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh I think he's going to make the difference there, but having uh health we didn't have to play uh uh Abraham. Uh, he was injured in the, in the Ohio state game. Uh, yeah. And you know, you look at, he's, he's a five, eight running back. And he, uh, I think he had 170 yards in the first half of the, of the Ohio state game. I mean, if that were against uh, East Jesus, uh, Connecticut or whatever, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> a lot of yards, but against Ohio state. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's yeah. a lot of yards. So yeah, he's a, I think he has the potential to be a a really damaging force for Nebraska in this game. Um, Well,
0: and he'll have like, and it's not like this game's at the beginning. This is towards the end of the season. So he'll have built up uh, experience playing in the big 10. You can't just be like, Oh, he he played in a few games and then he was injured. So he has no big 10 experience. He'll have had six games of big 10 experience against good teams uh, by the time he plays Nebraska. So he'll be ready. Um, And, and they know that, but, um, I, I think that if I'm penciling this in right now, I'm going to say that Nebraska's first loss of the season from my from my perspective comes against Minnesota uh, in this game. Uh, and then, I mean, you had as a toss up, I, I agree with that I could see us winning this as well but justify if I'm picking right now I'm going to say that's a loss. Uh, all right, moving on to the fourth quarter of the season, basically the last three games. This is when Nebraska is going to e-
1: Ooh, e- sink or swim. Uh,
0: It's going to be wow, yeah, exactly, sink or swim. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, quite quite the beating here for Nebraska morale and uh, as as well as record. Uh, they got the problem is they have they probably have to win one of these games though. Yeah. If you want to get to nine wins, you got to win one of these games. Right, right. So, first one against Michigan, uh, game That's 10 against Michigan. House. Yep, in Ann Arbor, Saturday, November 12th. Uh, Nebraska, sorry, uh, Michigan won last year by three points yep. in
1: Lincoln. Uh, if you after wanna, if you want to watch that game, it's on YouTube. And it's yeah. just Nebraska led twice in that game. They had a chance late in the game with like a little over a minute to go. And Nebraska was moving the ball on Michigan. We had no trouble moving the ball. And then Adrian Martinez <sighs> the ball. They 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 get a chip-shot field goal and win the game 32 to 29. We were in yep. we were in the driver's seat. We were going to go down there and score. There's no doubt about it. And he's struggling yep. to try to get an extra yard, and they just pry the football yeah. out of his hands. And it's like, yeah. Adrian, no, yeah. just get the first down. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing where it's, I think if Casey's in that situation, he falls yeah. down. I think he has more, he has better yeah, football so. IQ than Adrian does. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Michigan's going to come into Lincoln. Uh, Well, we'll see. It, this isn't one of the beginning games of the season, but they still haven't lost to Ohio state this season. They still have yet to play Ohio state. Uh, this could be a uh, look ahead uh, problem for them, they could be looking to add to Ohio State too much to beat him twice in a row, which they haven't and done in a long time. But, they, um,
1: and they lost uh, Adrian Hutch- Hutchinson, yeah,
0: Aiden uh, Hutchinson, yeah,
1: um, which is I, which is big. Oh, it's huge, it's he's big. A great player, and they yeah. lost their playmaker on, on linebacker, Jack uh, Josh Ross, he's another yep. great player, um, but you know, this is still Michigan and they're still going to be, and we got to play them, as you said, at... uh, at Yeah, in the
0: big house. That's like hardest, one of the hardest places to play in the entire country. And um, hopefully Michigan will have some of the swagger knocked out of them earlier this season by Michigan State. um, Because coming in at number three in the AP poll last year, they've been ranked pretty high in the preseason poll this year, I believe. Um, And I mean, they got to, they're going to be focusing on Ohio State again, obviously, because uh, they're not going to – they want to win this one even more because they want to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. Uh, I think their next game is against Ohio State, so it could be something in what they're looking ahead. Um, and I think that if we had beat them last year, that could have been – this could be a much different story. I'm still penciling in as a loss, don't get me wrong. I think that Michigan will beat Nebraska, but I think it might be another close one like last year.
1: They play uh, – after Nebraska, they play Illinois, and then they play uh, – Oh, okay. At Ohio. Yeah.
0: yeah, I still think it could be close, though, just because Nebraska was able to move the ball on Michigan's defense yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was, like, with a better defense. So I think Michigan's defense uh w- will be down a little bit, obviously. Losing Aiden Hutchinson and um, Josh Ross are, is, is big. And Cade McNamara is really not a great quarterback. Uh, From from my perspective, he what he loves to do is just little swing passes, little five yard passes, which get you. I mean, it's a smart way to play offense. It's low risk and high reward. Uh, And then they also have J.J. McCarthy, who can who I think is the better quarterback out of the two. He just was a freshman last year uh, and he played pretty well. If they put him in for this or if McNamara gets injured, uh, it might be a little bit more tilted towards Michigan, I think, um, because McCarthy can run better than McNamara can. Uh, and Michigan's running attack is really a problem. Uh, they they're three yeah. backs. I I forget if any of them left, but if if they have one still there, that's going to be a huge problem because their running yeah. backs last year were absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Next up on game eleven is Wisconsin. Uh, we play that one also on the road. So you got two back to back road games against really tough opponents. Wisconsin is, is just plain Jane. They're a lot like Iowa. It's, it's like Iowa one and Iowa two. Yeah. They, they, they don't do much, but what they do is they wait until you mess up and they will take advantage of it. Uh, they'll have a huge offensive line, good running game. Um, you know, a, a maintenance quarterback uh, and great special teams. And, uh, and they just, they just win. And, yeah, they're kind of the way Nebraska used to be. We just we didn't change the script. Uh, it could be uh, Tom Osborne, could be Frank Solich. Uh, it just they just kept on uh, the way that Nebraska got into trouble is when they started to change everything and uh, and make changes wholesale, and that's what's put Nebraska on the skid. So we'll see what happens here. Um, but uh, this is a this is a game. As you said, you got to win one of these games to to have a make or break season, I believe.
0: Wait, and, did you say this game was away?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, that's it's in Lincoln. That's I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. I just I I, I thought I it was away as well, but no, go it ahead. is. Sorry, it, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's it's at Memorial Stadium, which will be good. Um, and but we got two of the last three games on the road, play Iowa at Iowa. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this no, you're right. This game will be played at Memorial State, which is 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 a good. It home field has not helped Nebraska uh, at all. The last win that we had was in Lincoln, but uh, since that time, it doesn't doesn't make any difference. I think they're nine and zero in that in that stretch. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, it's it's a good schedule. It it gives Nebraska a chance to get better of course the other teams are not standing there idly twiddling their thumbs they're getting better too but you're going to yeah. see you're going to see some teams that are kind of beat up that time of year and you're also going to see some some stars emerge uh, for both teams so yep i can't, yeah. can't wait for that but the, the the last uh three games is going to be a wow oh, man that's going to be something
0: yeah yeah, it's going to be a test of Nebraska's resiliency and grit to uh, to to fight through the, the injuries, fight through all the soreness, and play these teams at a high level. Because I think keeping Michigan within a score would be huge. Keeping Wisconsin within two or three would be huge as well, even if you lose that game close and you're not making mistakes and you're keeping them within two or three and they're just yeah. a better team. I'm fine with that. Um, I mean, it's still a loss, but – the first few games of the season are very, very easy, not a problem. So I'm fine with you. As long as you win those easy, the games that you should be winning earlier in the season, I'm fine with a close loss to a good Wisconsin team in November because it's not, it'll make you look good. It's a good loss to have versus a bad loss where if you get blown out by a, by Oklahoma or something like that, that's going to be a problem. And I think this was these last three games, in the oklahoma game the oklahoma game is going to be the first bar that we're measuring yep. nebraska against for the yep. rest of the season yep. then yep. michigan wisconsin iowa we're measuring the entire season based on that yeah and i think it. they the, the team has to know that going into that um and i think that nebraska personally i think nebraska is going to lose the wisconsin team but it's how they lose that's going to be important to nebraska fans if you fumble the ball five times you throw a stupid interception. Something like that, and that's why you lose the game. People are going to be angry about this. Yeah. If you're holding Michigan within three, and you're moving the ball on them, and you just can't get that one score uh, at the, at the very end of the game because time's running down and you have to hurry up, and it's just a it was a time management thing or something like that. That'll be a problem. But if you're holding them within two or three, and you played your you played your hearts out the entire game, Nebraska fans will be fine with that uh, as long as it's not detrimental to a bowl game if 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 we're for some reason, if we're five and seven, sorry, not five and seven, if we're like five and five going into this last stretch of games uh, after the Michigan game, if we're five and five going into the Wisconsin and Iowa game, uh, I'm gonna I mean that's gonna be rough, yeah, because one, Nebraska's not living up to their potential uh, and and two beating Wisconsin at home, and Iowa on the road is going to be. It, to earn a bowl spot is going to be two right. of the hardest way. That's going to be the hardest way to do that. Yeah, right, I mean, you right. just, you might as well throw in Ohio state too. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's insane. Um, but yeah, I have them losing to Wisconsin. Is that you think is going to happen there too, grandpa?
1: Yeah. that Those are, those are probably losable games. If the, I mean, the, the meat of the schedule is the last three games of the season. And then yeah. you go out to uh, Iowa on the day after, Thanksgiving, and uh, they play in actually a 3 p.m. game. Uh, Normally those are like noon or even – I think they've had an 11 o'clock kickoff, so this should be a little bit nicer. Of course, you don't know what the weather is going to be. I shouldn't say Yeah, exactly. It's Iowa. (laughs) uh, You know, Wisconsin and Iowa are just like of the same mold. They don't do anything fancy, but they just keep winning. The the fact – the startling – fact that i got out of just researching iowa is last year they were 121st out of 130 teams in total offense yep normally a team that pathetic in offense is not going to win 10 games they won 10 games they played big 10 championship and they
0: could have won they could have won 11 games too i mean they almost beat kentucky in the citrus bowl it could have been 11 and 3 for a team that is one of the worst in total offense, which is insane.
1: It's it's just, it's just insane that uh, and then Kirk Ferentz just keeps keeps up, you know, does the same stuff, doesn't change much. He does. He has quarterbacks there that Nebraska will have much better talent at, at that position, but all they do is just win. They beat you and they force you to make mistakes. And when you, when you do make mistakes, they're going to seize the opportunity. And, and the whole question, the key to this season is going to be, can Nebraska get out of its own way? And if they do, I think uh, Scotty retains his job. And if he doesn't, then we're going to be looking at a different coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. But I think it's a lot's going to come going to ride on this Iowa game because people have been, very upset, or Nebraska fans, sorry, I shouldn't say people. Right. Uh, Nebraska fans are very upset. And, it, I mean, I was too. The past three years, Nebraska has been within one score of Iowa and has made a dumb mistake every yep. single game yep. to lose that game. Yep. They do not deserve to lose that game. They have chances to win every single one of those games. They make stupid mistakes. Nebraska was up by, what, it was like eight. It was by two scores last year. Yeah. And they let it slide through their fingers. Yeah. And if they would have won that, you would have made so many more people in Nebraska happy. Just saying. I mean, ending a season against a win against an Iowa team that you haven't beat for such a long time. Right. I don't want this to turn into a Michigan Ohio State situation. The rivalry obviously isn't as bitter, but Michigan hadn't won, had won like two out of the last 15 or something like that against Ohio State. I don't want this happening with Nebraska. You lose, you need to win this one or the next one to do, to figure something out. If you lose this one and you make a bowl game this year, that's fine. If you lose this one, don't make a bowl game. That is a massive, massive problem. Yeah. Uh, And I think that will be day after that. I think Scott Frost is fired. If they're not making a bowl game and they lose this game to Iowa, if they don't make a bowl game, but win against Iowa, I think there's going to be maybe a little bit more debate. Uh, but I think Scott Frost should still be fired from my perspective. If if that happens, uh, I don't think it will, based on what we just talked about for the past uh, forty minutes or forty five minutes here. But um, I'll just go through this real quick. I, I was writing down the our, our predictions, I guess, for for this year, uh, just so I have them, so we can refer back to them, kind of, and see how absolutely wrong we were uh, at the end of <laughs> the end of the season. But uh, Grip and I both have Nebraska winning its first seven games uh, until no. Rutgers.
1: Well, I, I'm not so sure about uh, uh, about. You say uh, Oklahoma? Oklahoma, yeah. I think that's Okay, I'll put that one. Up a, that's it's, it's a winnable one. game, uh, but I don't. I.
0: Okay, so if we take, I I wrote down for the ones that you said were toss ups. I'm just if I'm going to go with that as if you said they were losses, but then I'll go through also if we we're wins. Uh, so if we for Grandpa side, if we take his with the toss ups being losses, uh, Nebraska, he has Nebraska going. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. He hasn't gone six and six. If they're wins, uh, that's going to be ten and two. No, nine and two. Nine and two. Well, Wait, hold on. One, two, 12, three. You got to get twelve. Five, six. 12 yeah, ten and two. Ten and two. Sorry. Um, if you if you count the toss ups as wins, uh, I only have one toss up against Iowa. Uh, I had Nebraska going eight and four. If you count the toss up as a loss. Or nine and three uh, with a toss up as a win against Iowa. Uh, so two two sides of a two sides of a different coin, but um yeah, I I mean, obviously we can't say anything about Nebraska's season now because we haven't seen them play. As you said, Grandpa, you said they gotta go out there and prove it. and that yep. starts in two weeks. so yep. uh, I'm getting excited and uh, yeah. yeah, anything else you gotta say about the season before we kind of get kicked off here?
1: No, no, that's uh that's an overview.
0: Perfect. Uh, well, thank you guys again for listening. You know, this is a longer episode, but hope this makes up for our gap that we hadn't put out an episode for you guys. We hope you enjoy this. Uh, again, go tell all your friends, tell your enemies, tell people that are going to Dublin for the Northwestern game. Tell people if they're Iowa fans, tell them that uh, Nebraska's beating them this year. Um, but that's, that, that is all we have for today. Grant, man, thank you for, so much for taking the time to talk to yeah. me today. We will be back. Go Big uh, Red! Yes, exactly. Go Big Red and we will be back next week hopefully with a uh, maybe Eric Cross or like that hopefully with a guest. Um, but yes, as always, Grant Party said it. Go Big Red!